Are you looking for some real estate deals that you could offer to your clients? Or some tips, advice, and tricks that could help you amp up your real estate investing skills? Subscribe now in Real Estate IQ. Real Estate IQ will provide you all the tools you need to find and evaluate real estate deals. Visit us at www.realestateiq.co to learn more. Real Estate IQ, the number one in deal finding. And this event is brought to you by Real Estate IQ, the number one in deal finding, providing you with more than 45,000 leads every month. And so right now, for those of you who are first timers, who are new with our webinars, um, I'll, be, I'll be playing a very quick testimonial from one of our clients with Real Estate IQ. So this is more of getting to uh, know more about our tools, our system. So let me just play the video for you to learn more about our tools. So the main reason we got Real Estate IQ is we needed the ability to quickly find opportunities in the MLS. We first didn't have access to the MLS, so Real Estate IQ gave us that ability. But then there's no other way with a couple of clicks of buttons, you can suddenly look for an exact targeted list you're trying to find. What's discounted at a certain rate? What's a good rental index that you should buy for uh, buy and hold strategy type properties? Uh, that's really why I like the real estate IQ program. Especially if you're new in the industry, it allows you to get a good view of the uh, certain areas, especially if you hear uh, a lot of people that start off get a hearsay of, oh, you should really invest in this area, it's a great area. Well, you can do that with acting like you live in the area and you know the uh, uh, market trends. You can do so in any part of Houston in property values and this sort of things. And after, after your uh, uh, investment um, uh, improvement value, houses you're able to um, look at those markets for some reason i can't hear anything oh it didn't uh, play the audio uh gc it was playing but in my side i couldn't hear like half, half of it i see probably oh, I can hear because it. of the yeah oh, good. Yeah, so there you have it, everyone. Um, that is one of our clients with Real Estate IQ. And, you know, they are finding value with our tools in our system. And for you to know more about our, our tools in our system, all you have to do is answer this poll that I'll be launching right now. This is our free, again, everyone did it free, 45-minute one-on-one deal-finding training. So all you have to do is answer yes to this poll, whether you're already a subscriber, you're just a new subscriber with Real Estate IQ or you are not yet a subscriber with Real Estate IQ, just answer yes to this poll so we can schedule you for the one-on-one -on -one deal finding training. And our team, our account managers can help you know more about our tools and how can we help you enhance your business. And our speakers for today, and, um, everyone, this is my first time to be with them. Uh, if if um, For those of you who have seen me with our previous webinars, um, you probably know about me. And this is my first time to be with JC, with Brent, Wayne, and Bob. This is my first time to host this webinar for them. And it is my pleasure to introduce to you our speakers for today. And first of all, I want to introduce to you our CEO, 
one Carlos Cruz. We call him JC. He's a very friendly CEO of ours. You know, he's very um, you know, in tight with us. He always wanted to know if how are we, how are we doing, he's always in touch with us. So he is expert in computer science. You know, I idolize JC to be honest because I'm a graduate of information technology with IT. And he's our, um, you know, he's one of our leaders here to uh, enhance our tools, our services for Real Estate IQ. So right now, let me give the floor now to JC and he'll be giving us a lot of information about our tools and how Real Estate IQ can help your business grow. So JC. Thank you so much. Are we gonna do the presentation? Yeah, yeah. Okay, like I cannot see it for some reason. Hold on, let me see it here. Oh, okay, got it. Yeah, so thank you everybody for being here. I think it's a, a very, very, very good. Uh, can we move to the presentation? Uh, so uh, um, uh, thank you everybody uh, for being here. Uh, today we are gonna be speaking about funding, right? We do this event, the good news, every month, and every month is a little bit about different topic. We bring uh, different speakers uh, with different ideas uh, to talk about it. Uh, so I think uh, this event is going to be a really, really nice event with a focus on funding. Of course, the idea that every speaker is going to bring their own knowledge and intelligence to, to the topics. And, um, and I think that's the point, right? Is to, to talk about funding uh, nowadays. Uh, and I want to thank you, uh, you know, for you being here. Uh, but let me tell you, nowadays with funding, there is a lot of opportunities. Uh, the world is changing uh, quite rapidly. Um, uh, but in real estate investments, uh, there is a great opportunity uh, to uh, to be able to acquire opportunities and to structure the right ideas. Can we um, uh, show the presentation? Next. So, and next. Fantastic, right? So, so the idea is that when we when we structure funding and when we uh, are doing ideas, we need to look at for that from a different point of view, right? We are doing business. And the way to start, uh, to do our business, it depends on what is our exit strategy, right? In real estate investments, what are the type of exit strategies? Fix and flip uh, rentals and owner finance. With fix and flip, what type of finance are we gonna get? Of course, we want to get some, some type of short-term finance uh, that is gonna allow us to buy the property, uh, fix it and sell it. Um, and with rentals, we want to get uh, a long-term finance Usually the fix and flip finance, you're gonna uh, find it with uh, 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 specialized lenders that understand the process of buying a property at a discount and rehabbing it, not all the lenders understand about it. Rental lender specializes into long term. Uh, so uh, for owner finance, uh, you have the opportunity to do some uh, commercial banking, which is very important. Uh, with the commercial banking, you're able to uh, 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 build your portfolios, uh, buy your houses, and then owner finance it uh, to a third, uh, to a buyer. So in that way, uh, you can exit, uh, you can structure your loans based based on your exit strategy. Next. So so that's the idea. Uh, next. So uh, so when we when we um, uh, are thinking about it another point of view, another perspective to get the loans 
either, or, or to get the money or, or, or to be able to fund your, your properties. Of course, when you have your own money, it's the best, right? Because you have your own money, you don't have to pay um, a, a lender at the internet rate, so your risk, your risk lowers. And if you are a new person, uh, you bought that property, you don't have to pay the interest. Um, uh, uh, it's your first investment, so you don't have that risk of paying interest, right? Because when you have to pay interest every month, that pass by, you are eating from the from your own equity. So um, that's the caveat there. So using your money is great. Uh, of course, uh, partnering. Usually partnering, you start partnering with your family members, with your relatives, with the people that you know, and then maybe you don't have the money or, or you don't have enough money, and then you partner with someone, and then you put 50-50, they say it's a property that is worth $200,000, you put 100,000, you partner with 100,000, or you are the uh, person that does all the um, that does all the work, and then you find a money partner uh, that puts the money, and then you bring the expertise to to do the bigger. So, so, so that's a type of partner, a type of finance, type of funding, uh, your uh, uh, your real estate business. Because bank loans, you know, I started. Uh, with bank loans, uh, because of course they offer a lower rate of interest. You need to have a good credit, but it's a really good way to start. Uh, commercial loans, usually you use it in bigger properties. Uh, multifamily commercial properties, where your um, a credit is not as important as the value of the asset. And of course, hard money loans, which is uh, you know um, a, a way to buy properties when you don't have cash or when you have a lot of inventory and you want to move properties and you're going quickly, you have cash available because you need to have your cash uh, for to run your operations, uh, but you're using hard money lender to uh, leverage, to leverage your money and have actually a higher um, uh, 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 profits. Uh, but of course that goes with a risk. Next. next. Um, so uh, what is the business cycle, right? It's how you get your loans, right? It's based on your experience, your cash on hand, and the quality of the deal, right? It and also depends on what kind of finance you can get, right? If you have a lot of experience, you're gonna find uh, more lenders that are gonna be willing to you. You have good cash on hand and you have a good position for a lender. And of course, the quality of the deal, right? When, you know, I, I have done so many uh, finances with harmony lenders, and every time that I went into a deal and then, and then I explained the deal to the harmony lender and the harmony lender tells me yes, I think that's good news, right? Because there is now two people that believe from the deal. Next. Uh, so uh, also when we're buying people, when we're getting these loans, we need to pay attention what kind of, what kind of properties, right? What type of properties we are buying. Uh, different loans for single home properties and for commercial or multifamily, right? If you are doing your single family homes, it's gonna be based. Uh, it's gonna be uh, more based on your credit uh, and on your personal finances and the cash that, that you have available. When you are doing a commercial deal, uh, that depends much more on the asset. It depends much more on the team that you have the structure. Usually, a commercial deal, you have to have a team with experienced people in the different uh, parts of, of of the business. And and then of course you have crowdfunding, right? And next. With cutoff funding, uh, you know, is I think it's uh, a very nice um, uh, way of of doing business. Crowdfunding is like partnering, right? But but but, but partnering a much a bigger level. 
So partnering that we were talking is one-on-one, -on -one, right? You may partner with your, uh, with your uh, family member or with your best friend, right? And then you may partner with a second person. Now it's three partners, right? Then you partner with a, a fourth person, a five partners, five, six, seven partners. As you keep growing, that converts into crowd, crowdfunding, right? Did I pronounce it right? <laughs> Sorry. Crowdfunding, right? Uh, so, um, so you make crowdfunds in order to have a, a bigger amount of business. So you are a person of experience, you already did. You already been doing business for several years. You have done 10, 20, 30 flips. You own your rental property. You want to go to the next level. Uh, you, want, you, you want to hire professional people that work for you. You want to create a, a bigger amount of value and a bigger amount of, of deal making. You want to get into crowdfunding, right? You may want to start your own fund, uh, bring people to invest in your fund, and then uh, you are able to professionally, professionally uh, rehab, sell, or rent those properties because you are doing quantity. Usually when you are doing crowdfunding, either uh, you as an investor, you are a passive investor, or you are the active investor called the general partner, or you are the passive investor called the, um, the limited partner. And when you are the limited partner, either you can go with debt or equity, right? So if you are gonna go with a debt position, it's much more, it's less riskier. It's, it's, it's important when people are do it when they are, for example, in retirement and they don't want to take too much risk because a debt is the first position or a lien holder on that property. And, and there is a fixed interest rate. In equity, you, and, and in equity uh, usually the deals are five to 10 years. I see now deals are uh, about five years where you get a small interest rate, and then you get uh, to um, uh, have a profit at the end of the period when the property gets set, sold. So, um, so that, those are the opportunities. You know, that's the idea of, of funding. When you are doing funding, you have so many choices out there, so many contacts. Uh, of course, you know, um, uh, you want to contact us, you know, JC at realestateiq.co to talk a little bit more about it, uh, it's, it's good. And uh, I'm gonna uh, allow uh, the next um, our next uh, speakers. I uh, want to thank you uh, them for being here and now we can go into all the details about funding and the different aspects of investment. Thank you so much. Wow, and thank you so much, JC. That is actually very informative for our attendees. And for those of you who have questions about funding or anything that uh, JC have discussed for today, let us know in the chat box or the Q&A box so we can gather all your questions and we can answer them by the end of uh, the webinar. And right now, our next speaker, um, Brent Phillips. Actually, this is my first time. Uh, just like what I told you a while ago, this is my first time to uh, host the webinar with Brent, uh, JC, Bob, and Wayne. And Brent right now is the owner of Invest Home Pro. So he's a full-time real estate investor and completed hundreds of deals. And for me, it's a big, big wow. You know, uh, for those of you who are new to real estate investing, you are in the right place. This is the perfect uh, webinar for you to learn a lot from our speakers, 
give you tips on how you can further increase your income and further, um, you know, grow your business. So let me give the floor now to Brent so he can, you know, give us tips on how we can, um, what are the good news with the real estate investing as of now. So Brent? Oh man, I thought this was the bad news webinar. I'm, a, I'm at the wrong place. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just, yeah. There's a lot of opportunity out there. So, so where, where should we start? Where, how do you want me to begin? I just, I just begin um, any place that you, that you think that is very good uh, to talk about, you know, uh, try to talk a little bit about funding. So if we, yeah. if we can start from that perspective, that would be a very good idea. Okay, great. So, so I, I think um, because of our limited time, I'll focus on kind of what you know transpired with COVID. You know, where um, you know we went into this thing beginning of the year not knowing what in the world was going to happen, and um, and I've I've just seen I've seen a few things. I've seen some different opportunities kind of surface, and some other things that were already there really just kind of solidify themselves. And, and for me, just to give everybody, a, you know, a quick background is, you know, what I'm focused on in, in, in today's market and, and for the last several years has really been affordable housing. Um, I've, I've done it all in terms of, you know, flipping high-end luxury homes and doing new construction development and building a decent-sized portfolio of rentals and owner finance notes and commercial, uh, commercial property as well. But I've really, you know, taken a focus on on affordable housing, and even uh, began buying some mobile home parks uh, in the last couple of years. And I, I just I love that asset class with just low income, affordable housing, mobile home parks, all that kind of stuff. And when everything started happening with COVID, you know, there was a lot of uncertainty, obviously, with with collecting rents and things like that. And I don't know about the other speakers here, but first and foremost, you know, um, our rent collections haven't really changed. Um, they've been about exactly the same. We've had a couple of people that were laid off and whatnot, but um, but that that overall has been good. Now, what has what I have seen happen in terms of financing? So I know that's the focus is that with all of the uncertainty that's been going on in the world and in the markets and and just with politics and just just this craziness i i see that when there's a lot of uncertainty people want to run to certainty they want to run to solid ground and that's what we have as real estate investors for our our lenders is solid ground something real something tangible and um, so just in the last couple of months, you know, we have, um, we closed on a, a 51 lot uh, subdivision slash mobile home park. It's 51 uh, half acre lots. We closed that with private money. We'd have a little bit of seller financing in that actually, but we've raised hundreds of thousands of dollars on that deal. We, um, we just went under contract on another mobile home park in another state. We've already secured private money financing on that. We have um, an offer in on 100 acres that we're gonna develop into a affordable housing community. And we've got a waiting line, uh, a long, long line of private lenders that want in on our deals and what we're doing. 
in the uh, affordable housing space. So that's, that's the good news for me, you know, where um, the deals haven't been as easy um, to get, you know, like I don't think a lot of our, our um, fellow real estate entrepreneurs have, have ducked out of the market just yet. Maybe a few have, have gotten scared off and things like that. Um, I think that's going to open up uh, fairly soon, at least I hope, you know, but in, in the meantime, our, our financing sources are, are plentiful. We're also going through refinances. We've got four rental refinances that we're going through as we speak. So that's really my, my good news is that the money's there. If you can focus on, you know, for you guys watching this, you know, you may be asking like, I guess, what are tips or strategies to raise money? Um, for me, I never really liked the idea of selling people, you know, or even the idea of raising money. Um, and so my focus has always just been on educating people because a lot of people don't understand about private mortgage lending or how this works and, and even that it's an opportunity. So I've really just focused last seven, eight, nine, gosh, almost 10 years of, of trying to educate as many people as I could, whether it be through live speaking opportunities whether it be through online, I have, you know, put started uh, recording YouTube videos and, and teaching people about private mortgage lending, not asking to raise money, not offering them any investment opportunity. I just educate, 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 and let, you know, relationships uh, transpire. I even took it upon myself. I wrote a book a while back called Private Lender Playbook. Um, once again, not to raise, not specifically to raise money, didn't offer a pitch anything, just to help people. And so that's what I guess my, I guess, uh, encouragement is to everybody watching is really, you know, seek to help, help, you know, seek to understand and help people out there because there's a lot of uncertainty. So if you can provide, if you can provide some solid ground for people, a place to put their money earned, you know, above market rates of return secured by real estate with equity that cash produces cash flow each and every month. If you can do that, and if you can communicate that to your lenders, you're going to do what we've done, you know, and that you'll create a, a waiting line of private lenders who are waiting to get in on your deals. And I'm talking six to 8% interest also, you know, that's the other thing when all this uncertainty is in the marketplace as well, you know, we have to protect ourselves and our investments. And that's one thing I've always done is try to run a really sustainable, safe, uh, so to speak business. So I can keep my, my, my track record with my lenders, obviously, but in times like this, a six a six percent rate of return secured by a piece of real estate with equity is a pretty darn good deal for them as well because people are you know anytime the stock market now oh it's an all-time high you know i'm like all right where's the correction coming we've already we've already had a couple right drastic drops so yeah that that's my good news you know it the money is out there the people out there that you can help you got to go find some good deals and structure them right and and just really make it happen. And also, Brent, any tips for our attendees and for us about how you can further raise your private money yeah. in, this, I in mean, this situation? Look what we're doing right now. We're all on a Zoom, right? So in the past, the old way, the old way of doing business, 
meaning like six months ago, <laughs> you know, required a lot of like getting, you know, getting together, meeting in person, meeting at your office, meeting at a Starbucks, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, I tell my students this, uh, you know, almost every week or every other week when we're on, on our calls, I'm like, guys, the game has changed. Like we're buying houses now virtually, we're buying houses, like we're talking to sellers via Zoom. You can absolutely talk to uh, your private lenders via Zoom. I met with two private lenders last week on a Zoom call. We met, talked for 20 or 30 minutes, There's, and, and they, they read my book also and then watched some videos. They got an email today and they're like, we're ready to go. I've never met these people in my life. I would love to meet them, but probably don't even need to, right? It's just more efficient these days. So, so I would say, you know, once again, educate, 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 lead with value. You have to market that you're looking for money, but you don't want to do it the wrong way, which is pitching a deal. Really, you know, you're putting yourself in jeopardy of, of uh, violating SEC guidelines, but it, there is, uh, there is nothing, uh, there's nothing that prevents us from educating people, talking about an opportunity, uh, going on, going on Facebook, going on LinkedIn, going on YouTube, creating a slideshow about what private mortgage lending is, doing a case study on some of your deals, how you found the deal, you know, how, how you secure a deal with title commitment, insurance survey, et cetera, et cetera, and how the, the private lending aspect works in real estate. So you just do that, like educate people, educate. That's our marketing guys. You think about like, think about like McDonald's, right? You think about Coca-Cola, they're always marketing their product. Even though everyone in the free world knows what McDonald's and Coca-Cola is, do the same thing for your business. You got to get the message out there that you're, that you're buying houses, that you help, you know, lenders earn above market rates of return, secure by real estate. And that's really my tip is just to um, lead with value, educate people. And the more that you do that, they will, they'll find you, they'll come to you. All right. Thank you so much, Brent. And actually that is very, very informative and, you know, it will benefit all of our attendees as of now, you know, you know, with this um, webinar and right now, let me just share again my screen so we can introduce our next speaker. So our next speaker is Wayne Corley. So for those of you who haven't known him yet, he is a co-founder and principal member of Bay Mountain Capital. So, um, you know, he is into the premier hard money lender specializing in loans for residential and commercial investments. And for us to know more about Wayne, so let me give the floor now to Wayne and give us some wonderful uh, tips about um, his good news for us and the hard money and, and all about uh, Bay Mountain Capital. So, Wayne? Well, thank you. Uh, first of all, I want to point out the fact that I used to have hair, as you can tell on that picture. The bad news, I don't anymore, but the good news is I've accepted it. Well, Bay Mountain Capital has been around since 2008, so we weathered the last uh, financial crisis. Um, you know, we, we, we helped guide our borrowers through that, and we've learned from, uh, you know, all the deals since then. And we've always kind of prided ourselves with being partners with our borrowers, and we really try and share our knowledge from all the, the deals we've done through the past, you know, 12 years. Uh, but our good news is that, uh, you know, consumer... Uh, real estate is up. 
you know, homeowners uh, are buying, renters are out there, interest rates are low for them. So that's a really hot market for them. And, and uh, people buying homes or people renting homes is usually the exit for people who are at least our borrowers who are buying investment real estate. They're either buying them to sell them or buying them, turn them into rentals. So their, their exit is hot right now. So that's the good news. Um, you know, initially when, when COVID hit and the pandemic hit, uh, there was just a lot of uncertainty. You know, the sky is falling again. No one really knew what was going on. And a lot of experienced lenders and experienced borrowers uh, kind of stood back a little bit just because, you know, with economic uncertainty, it, it's really hard to determine, particularly ARVs, which is sort of what drives a lot of, of our deals is what's the property actually going to be worth. And while everything was sort of a, I don't want to say in a free fall, but there was no firm ground to really stand on to guess what was going to happen. Uh, you know, we pulled back and a lot of other, uh, a lot of investors pulled back. But since then things have, uh, you know, not crystal clear, but you know, the sky isn't going to fall and, and uh, there's at least some, I don't know, some stability, uh, at least in what's going on. So We've recently uh, brought back some more aggressive loan terms, back to what, kind of our pre-COVID terms, particularly for experienced uh, borrowers. And we have a great one, uh, programs for, for beginners also. But because there seems to be a little bit more certainty in, in ARVs and because, uh, you know, the exit for most of our borrowers is strong in the, in the consumer, you know, owner-occupied uh, properties and in the rental properties. So really, that's what I think is is good is is um, you know there's there's some stability coming. Interest rates for consumer loans are low, so it's a good opportunity for people who are real estate investors. Um, and that's you know that's basically what what we're seeing out there. Uh, that you know people who are opportunistic investors are out there finding the deals, uh, are able to. You know, get them ready to either to do a long-term refi loan or to sell them to a owner occupant, and they're getting good prices. All right, and then, uh, yes, JC. Oh, just uh, you know, when are your loans? How are your loans doing? Are you having um, a good deal uh, flow? There, it's definitely coming up. You know, it it. Uh, there's a little flat there during the summer, but in the last couple of months, we're definitely seeing a lot more deals come through and a lot more good deals come through. Uh, we're able to get uh, better comps and better ideas of what uh, the after repair values are gonna be. And we're able to really, uh, you know, cause our whole goal is to make sure we have successful borrowers and, and the more certain we can give them numbers to make their business decisions off of, the better they can do. We're definitely seeing an increase in deal flow and we're seeing an increase in certainty for our borrowers also that I don't think they're taking quite as much of a risk as people were this summer in guessing what the market's going to be. All right. Thank you so much, Wayne, for, for that wonderful insight about uh, what's going on right now and what is your good news. So let me introduce to you guys, our next speaker. Um, and again, um, uh, our next speaker is Bob Peep. So he's been um, a local insurance agent for the past 40 years. Imagine that, everyone, 40 years. And he owns an agency for over 20 years and branching out to additional opportunities and markets. And right now, he is currently a licensed real estate over, uh, for over five states. So uh, to give us um, some ideas and what is his good news for us today and 
what good news you are seeing in your market in transactional funding. Let me give the floor now to our speaker, Bob Peep. Hello, guys. Uh, my name is Bob Pepe, and uh, my specialty is a little different than the previous speakers in that I have been a real estate investor like many of the people listening for the last 20 years. Uh, I've also been in the business of buying and selling in, uh, insurance to real estate investors. So my approach is a little different. So uh, I'm going to speak a little differently than the last couple of fellows. The market here, I'm in South Florida, but I, I do business in many states. My market here is absolutely on fire. There's nothing that can stay on the market for more than a week. The people that have the ability to go out there and find deals, if they have an exit strategy, they're making money. It's consistent. The people that have money that they want to put on the street, whether it's you know transactional for short-term stuff, whether it's traditional hard money, those people are finding opportunities everywhere and they're doing very, very well. I myself, over the course of the last 15 years, have sold almost all of my rentals because I felt that there was a good opportunity to sell, so I sold. Um, since then, I bought and I'm holding some now that I'm going to be selling over the course of the next few months. But uh, I deal with a lot of hard money lenders in, in Florida, in Georgia, and a couple other states. And uh, they all say the same thing. I mean, the opportunities for the people that are finding deals, it, it, it's really, really good. You, you just have to be patient and possibly use some internet-based products to help you get in front of more potential sellers. But when you do, there's a lot of money to be made. And uh, that's what I see in the real estate market. Um, I'm not a prognosticator, so I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, I don't know about COVID. I don't know about a lot of these things and how they're going to possibly affect the market. Although every single person that I speak to is in agreement that the market may flatten out here in South Florida, but it's not going anywhere. If you find a deal that makes sense, it has legs, you're gonna make money, whether you're gonna cash flow for six or 8%, or you're gonna turn around for a quick profit and you're gonna put 15 grand in your pocket. The opportunities are there. Um, my specialty for me personally is I, purchase houses that are in the market between, hard to come by now, but between 100 and 225,000. And then I can resell them and still stay below that for South Florida, three, 325 to 350 is the threshold where you, you can get a, almost the entire buyer's pool will look at your house. You know, when you get a half a million dollar house, sometimes you're shrinking your buyer's pool. And uh, 
still there's money to be made, but uh, I want the the bread and butter deals. And I assume that's the same in most states where there's a sweet spot where everybody's going to qualify. And some people are stepping up to that house. Some people, unfortunately, have to step down to that house. But as long as there's a lot of people looking at the houses, it's going to sell and it's going to sell quick. So the good news to me is that if you're in the business of buying houses, buy now. There's a lot of money to be made. As far as, as, far as the funding, you know, there are many, many lenders out there that are anxious to give you money. Um, because of the fact that there may be less potential buyers in the market as far as rehabbers or investors, because a lot of people are nervous. But the people that have been in the business a long time that have been buying and selling houses like myself for, you know, better than 20 years, this is an opportunity. It's, it's like it was in 2007 when the sky was falling, I was a buyer. I was a buyer every day. And for those two years between 2007 and 2009, I probably bought 75 houses, every one of them to rehab. And for a small person like myself, that's a lot of business. And remember, I still was operating a full-time business. So I was always a part-time investor. But the good news is it's a great market. The people are making a ton of money. And if you align yourself with good people, you're going to be part of that. But that's what I have to say. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much, Bob. And I would like to apologize for mispronouncing your last name. So again, thank you so much, Bob. And that is really, really a great insight and information for all of our attendees for today. So right now, let me, um, let me just um, give um, some few reminders for everyone. So let me just share my screens. And for, for those of you who are in our webinar for today, this is the perfect opportunity for you to post your questions in our chat box or the Q&A box so that our speakers, our panelists for today can answer your questions. And just a few reminders, we have another Some Good News on November 4th. That is um, 6.30 p.m. Central. So everyone just go to realestateiq.co slash events uh, so you can register um, for our future webinars. And I'll be posting the links uh, later um, in our chat box so you can just easily copy and paste that in, our, uh, in your computers. And with Real Estate IQ, we guarantee that you will always find a deal with Real Estate IQ. And right now we also have freebies and the one that I told you a while ago that by answering our polls, you can be eligible to join our raffle. And right now you can answer this poll if which type of freebies are you interested at. So all you have to do is answer our polls so we can get your details and make you eligible to join our weekly raffle. And in the case that you missed our 45-minute one-on-one deal-finding training, and again, everyone, this is free. So all you have to do is type in the chat box, demo, please, so I can type in your details and make sure to save a spot for you for our free 45-minute 
one-on-one -on -one deal finding training. And while waiting for your questions, we also want to invite you for our big, big, big event. That is our first annual Investor Summit. That is on October 17th. Um, that is Saturday. So you can join um, our webinars. If ever you're not yet registered, just go again to realestateiq.co slash events so you can register for our webinar and I'll be posting the link to our page for the summit in the chat box later um, within our Q&A session. So right now, this is the Q&A part of our webinar and I have the details on the screen so that you can copy and paste our panelists' um, contact details in case you have a question probably by tomorrow or the following days. If you have a follow-up question for our speakers today, just copy and paste that to your computers and make sure to save it so you can reach out to them anytime. So let me just, um, let me start off with our questions on our end with Real Estate IQ. Um, uh, this goes to anyone. So any one of our panelists can answer this question. So our first question is, what are the specifics and differences in your market and opportunities nowadays? Anybody? Um, well, okay, so Texas, <laughs> we talk about Texas a little bit. What are the, what are the specifics, I'm sorry, what are the specifics and differences? Yeah, differences in your market and opportunities, um, you know, um, in our, in our time right now and during COVID, COVID, um, COVID times. Well, let me think about how to answer this. Um, Look, the thing, any market, the markets are always cyclical. Everything's always going to go up and down. And, you know, I learned, I learned many years ago that if you, if you are, if you are in a, if you are in an asset class or if you're an investment that only has one exit strategy and the door to that exit strategy closes, it's not a fun place to be in. Um, so, so, you know, I made a decision many years ago that, I, I wasn't going to make myself, uh, you know, totally depend on the market, meaning I was going to focus on, you know, deals of the affordable variety, uh, but also deals where I had multiple exit strategies, right? And so when, when you're a full-time real estate investor and you start building a team and getting offices and getting a mark, uh, creating a marketing budget and overhead, like, I get it. Like you got to flip some houses and you got to create some cash and create income. So we still do that, but we, we focus on deals that we can, we can, we will buy and hold. We'll do owner financing occasionally. Like we'll just flip it to another investor and get some quick cash. So I'm not going to say that I don't pay attention to the market. I'm just telling you that I don't pay, pay very much attention to the market because I invest for cash flow. I look for deals that have multiple strategies. Um, and, and I, you know, I can't speak on other markets for the most part. You know, I know the East Coast and West Coast, it's not the same game as like the Midwest and the South. But in our market, um, the deals are still here. But um, uh, as uh, Mr. Pepe said, hope I said that right, Bob. Um, you know, you got to get, 
you got to get more digital in your marketing efforts, you know, just putting a bunch of postcards, uh, you know, uh, mail and postcards in the, in the mail isn't as effective as it used to be. So you have to, uh, you have to get some millennials on your team and learn how to, to compete with who's competing against us. Because I'll tell you what, one big thing that has changed and this can, you know, anything can be good news or bad news, depend on your, your perspective. But one of the challenges in, in today's market are these, these tech companies, these, these really smart people who are really good on the internet are competing against us and they're figuring out how to scale um, buying houses and wholesaling and doing it virtually. I was just in a mastermind last week so with guys who are buying 20, 30, 40 houses a month. And one of them was a Harvard grad who's like building out this virtual wholesaling system. And he's really smart. And I was like a class, I was like a, uh, uh, like a C level student pretty much, you know, all through uh, high school. So I'm like, dang, I'm competing against this guy, whether I like it or not. So we just have to embrace the world that we're in and hop on these webinars uh, reach out to people in your market, sharpen your saw. And when you do that, there's, there's opportunities here. Um, and then the other thing, the other thing I guess that I would say is that, you know, uh, several years ago, we started noticing that the market wasn't slowing down and the, the influx of real estate investors, meaning people that we're competing with, it wasn't reducing. And until we have a, a major market correction, I would say a major market correction, um, that's going to be the case. So that's where we just started, you know, analyzing things a few years ago and saying, hey, is what we're doing, what we've been doing, going to continue to work for the next year, two, three, four years? And the answer was, I'm not sure. I'm not really sure. So we made some tweaks to what we're doing on our marketing and things like that. But we also started looking for other opportunities. And that's what really led, led me down the rabbit hole of looking for mobile home parks. Uh, part of the reason I did it was there's just a lot less competition uh, with parks, right? Like funding is a little bit more difficult. Uh, finding the deals a little bit more difficult. The management a little bit more difficult. So typically as entrepreneurs, the entrepreneurs that solve the biggest problems and do the hardest stuff uh, typically get, you know, rewarded for doing that. And so that, that's why I would say for anybody, no matter where you're at, is analyze your market, look at what, you know, excites you, what you're good at, what you can build a team to help you with, what you're weak at, and take advantage of that opportunity. And if you can't find those, then look elsewhere, because there's opportunities out there. You just got to keep looking for them. Right. That's thank, it. You, thank you so much, Brent. So Wayne, Bob, any um, comments about that? Well, I do. First of all, thank you for getting my name right. That was great. Uh, but beyond that, um, I agree with everything that he says. I mean, I, from an insurance point of view, do business with a, a fellow that's out of this, out of the state of Florida. He's out of He's, he's on the West Coast, yet he's buying 20, 30, 40 houses every month. That's the competition that's out there. And 
I don't know. I'm not close enough to know whether he's a Harvard grad or not, but uh, he's a smart guy. And we talked about Hurricane Andrew because here in South Florida, Hurricane Andrew was a big deal. And he told me he took a class about why all the houses imploded in Hurricane Andrew. So this is the competition. However, that being said, I've got guys that do business the old fashioned way. And I know, I know that uh, not everybody does, but the old style of having a farm neighborhood that you work with your silly postcards and your silly bandit signs. And that guy is making a killing. He owns a market. He owns a farm, probably a three by three mile area. Everyone knows him. Every house that goes on the market, at least he gets a look at. And anybody that wants to buy there is gonna to talk to him. So while I agree it's a digital age, it's a different animal, there's still time for dinosaurs to still do the hard work. If you wanna be in the trenches and work it, you still can make it happen no matter what. So I, I totally agree and I see it happening. I have customers that I've never met that I've written two, three, 400 insurance policies for, and I've never met them. It's a telephone call or an email. That's it. But there are people that still do it the old way. So I think it's a balancing act between a lot of different things. If you do your business well and you're good at it, I think you can be successful no matter what. And I, I really believe that. I mean, look at myself. I, I barely graduated from college. They basically threw me out. And I managed to still buy quite a few houses, make a couple of dollars, and uh, listen, people are listening to me. Well, they're probably not listening, but they're, at least they're listening, but not paying attention. But that's my good news. Thank you so much, Bob. How about Wayne or JC? Well, we, we've definitely become more uh, digital. We run a lot through, more through our, our website, uh, but we're based in Texas and we've expanded to uh, Oklahoma, Tennessee, Georgia, and we still have people on the ground there though. So even as much as we try to become much more digital and, and reach out and touch people through our website much more, we still like to have people on the ground where we lend so that uh, borrowers can actually meet a person and one of our people can go put eyes on their deals and lend their experience to them because as much as people try and make real estate a formula, it still is very individualistic for each market in each house. So we try and do a blend also. All right, thanks so much, Wayne. So JC, any insights about you know, the specifics and differences in our market today? Yeah, yeah thank you so much. Uh, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, we can hear you good. Fantastic, that's great. So yeah, no, no, I was thinking that uh, it's very important, you know, the key in this business is consistency. Uh, it's very, very key, you know, if we're doing the business, we need to be consistent. And don't worry about uh, making mistakes. You know, one of the good news in business is that uh, it's better to do business and then learn from it than don't make the mistake, right? So uh, I, I would say, you know, I have that, um, perspective in business is just go ahead and do it learn from the street you know be a smart street investor 
you know, always, uh, you know, education knowledge is important. It goes hand in hand. Uh, but learning through, uh, through doing is the key. Uh, being consistent and excited, you know, something that excites you. And what they say is to find the smallest viable niche that you can focus and that you can be very good. And then you improve in other things, right? You make other side business. But the important thing is to focus on one thing that you can do very good because when you do one thing that is very good, then you can focus on all the vertical and then you may find the right lenders, right? The lenders are different for different um, uh, assets, right? So, and then you, the, the rehab process is different, the acquisition process is different. So uh, when you uh, focus uh, and then uh, you compete by focusing, I think that that would be good news for you too. <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, I think that uh, it's very, very important. Uh, for us, uh, the pandemic was very scary. Uh, you know, we here in Texas, uh, uh, now in Florida and Georgia, uh, we were doing here before in Texas, we were doing about 70 events or life events to, you know, to do education, we do educational marketing. And uh, that finished, that completed, you know, the pandemic finished for everything and then we didn't uh, have events to do. So we have to change all of our systems, you know, uh, anybody has read the, uh, you call the cheese book? Uh, uh, I changed my cheese. And so then what happened, uh, you know, we have to react and, and everything become online. We start doing these webinars, we focus on these webinars, and we are trying to, uh, to make this happen and moving online. And now is the opportunity. It's, it's much better to do business in different places. I think that's the, what we take from this. Before, what we have, it was just brick and mortar for us as a real estate IQ company that we focus on data finding for our clients and that we're trying to be really good, uh, you know, uh, uh, going to those markets and, and get the preferred groceries, the probates, and be able to deliver those on a daily basis it has been our, our key and our focus. And uh, but then how to do how to do that marketing, you know, how to travel there, how how to how to do all those things that we need to do where we are in the brick and mortar business. Uh, you see it at the, as the great opportunity uh, working online, working from home. Uh, uh, we think that uh, there is where we are going and real estate investments uh, bring us that opportunity to work from home and, uh, and, uh, and move forward in our business. So I think that's the good news. All right. Thank you so much, JC. And as I have noticed in our attendees that John is raising his hand. So John, I have allowed you to talk. So if you have a question to our panelists, please let us know and you can unmute yourself. Let us know if you have a question. Actually, uh, I didn't. I mistakenly raised my hand, but I will ask a question. Uh, Brent, uh, I missed part of your conversation, I think. Uh, concerning crowdfunding uh, or no I guess actually I was JC but what are some of the advantages so debt uh, equity but what are the advantages on crowdfunding that you would offer well I've never done crowdfunding per se but you know we do raise capital and we are about we're on the verge of um, creating our first fund um, which is pretty much like crowdfunding right um, what are the advantages for uh, for the investor or for the like the lead investor or for the private lender? Whose perspective? Uh, for the lender. 
Okay. So, you know, I guess I'll give my blanket real estate answer to every real estate question in the world, which is it depends, you know, um, uh, different investors want different things, right? So I have, I have certain, I, I kind of like to categorize my lenders into tortoises and hares, right? So typically, you know, as folks get a little bit older in, in life in 50s and 60s, they're much more, um, you know, uh, more risk adverse. So they're looking for just like solid, steady, that little oil well that pumps out, you know, seven to 10% or whatnot each and every month. Now, other people who are typically, not always, but typically a little bit younger and um, are still aggressively pursuing like a, a financial number, a goal, whatever, they're going to want, um, they're going to, you know, be willing to take um, some bigger risks, to be quite frank, and look for equity type of opportunities. So with what we're doing, well, we're actually like basically creating two different types of funds. So one is a big development fund. Um, and inherently, you know, funds are more, there. there's more risk involved with funds, but there's also a much bigger upside typically. And, um, and so that is one of the lures to, to funds, I guess you'd say, or crowdfunding, depending on what you're getting into, is that piece of equity, you know, um, that's what it's really about. And then our other fund that we're working on is, is basically just, uh, it's a fund to fund some of the general investments that we do, um, you know, some of the fix and flips, as well as some of the mobile home park, uh, mobile home park deals that we're doing. And, and it's a matter of finding the happy balance. So, you know, you have to just go, got to look at what your goals are. And I'll, I'll give you an example, uh, a couple of different examples uh, that we've done in the past, right? So we have private lenders who consistently lend to us um, on short-term deals, uh, like one to five-year deals at somewhere between six to 10% right? Like if it's a short-term fix and flip, it's like eight to 10. If it's a long-term uh, rental or some type of hold deal, like a mobile home park, for example, could be like in the six to eight, six to 9% range, but it's out there for three to five years. They can set it and forget it and not worry about it. There's deals that we've done in the past where we had a, either a negative cash flow situation uh, in the beginning, say for like six to 12 months. And as a rule, I don't like doing that because that's not sustainable over the long term. So we've structured those deals where we have a reduced interest uh, that we pay to our lenders via equity participation mortgage. And we'll give them, say, for example, like a 4% monthly return, which is not great for them. Um, but then we'll also give them a piece of the equity on the back end where, you know, they have a potential to make, you know, much greater than say a 10% return or 15, 18%. And then, but you never know, cause there's a there's typically a little more risk involved in um, equity type of deals. So it really boils down to this. Um, as a lender, you know, I like to say, I like to say, that you can typically tell the experience of the borrower by what they pay for their money. And, 
and typically the more experience that you are as a as a lender or as a real estate investor you can typically um, work with the the less seasoned folks and and what that equates to is that there may be more risk so to speak but you can earn much higher rates of return and that's who i like to loan to by the way i don't like to lend to guys like myself to be quite honest with you uh, because guys like me are looking to raise money. They built a, a pretty good, you know, um, uh, pool. If you, I hate to use the word pool, but uh, a pretty good, you know, network of private lenders and bank lenders and things like that, where they can get the deals done. I like to find the newer guys because I know um, enough about the real estate thing to to say, okay, here's my risk. I can see if they've got a good grasp of things and really vet their kind of credibility their experience and their game plan. Um, but yeah, so that being said, I don't know, you just gotta look at your goals, um, weigh the risks, um, look at the deal, look at the, look, really, really, really take a hard look at the borrower, you know, check their background, check with references. And, and at the, you know, at the end of the day, uh, it's not a good investment if you can't sleep good at night. So I don't care what, you're, you know, that lead investors promising or promoting, they shouldn't even be promising anything. They should be giving you a PPM or some kind of disclosure statement saying that everything in the world could go wrong. Um, so just, just proceed with caution. And I'm not even really sure if I've answered your question at all, John, but I hope I have. <laughs> yeah, that, that helps. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you so much, John, for your question. And um, for our attendees um, and also for our Facebook viewers, actually, we are um, live in Facebook. So for those who are in Facebook right now that they cannot see the, the questions from our chat box, um, we have a question here um, for Brent, but uh, if Wayne, Bob, or JC, you have comments about this. Um, his um, question is, when you say affordable housing, does that mean Section 8? And where do you find mobile home deals? Um, Section 8 housing, I've done it in the past, and I didn't hate it um, when I did it. Um, that's it. Uh, but no, that's not really what I'm um, referencing. I'm, when I say, you know, affordable housing is housing that our, our lower income minimum wage folks can um, uh, call home in a safe, you know, clean uh, environment that they enjoy living in and actually can contribute to. So some like 30% of Americans live you know, on like $30,000 a year and less, right? So that's tough. Um, that's really, really tough. So we want housing that they can afford. Um, it's not easy. It's not, it's not like an easy fix. So for the most part, for the most part, when you hear me talking about affordable housing, uh, um, for the most part, I'm talking about real estate, okay? I'm talking about mobile homes, we actually have uh, an RV type of community with cabins and, and RVs that where people have lived there for five or 10 years and it's home for them. 
And, but that being said, it's really like, it's really, really nice. Uh, I go up and visit every couple months and I stay there and, and it's great. And the residents are great. If they're not great, honestly, we don't let them stay. Um, we're looking for good, hardworking folks um, who just, they're on a low income, low budget. Um, so that's really what I'm, I'm talking about when I say that. Um, and houses like say houses, for example, you know, the low 100,000s and occasionally we can find deals less than that. Um, they're just harder to find. And it's typically, you know, a, a multiple income situation where the husband and wife both work and they may only make $30,000 a year each, but they can, they can, you know, have a good place to call home. So that's what I'm talking about when I say that. Um, you know, uh, there's some type of, you know, multifamily structures and other people are getting into room rentals and things like that for affordable housing. When you hear me talking about it for the most part, talking about uh, mobile home communities, small cabins, we even have some tiny homes, some RVs, things of, uh, of that sort. All right, thanks so much, Brent. So um, I think this question is specific to Bob and for our Facebook viewers also that haven't seen the question actually and Bob answered it already in the chat box. So can you answer it again for us, Bob? Do you know any of these lenders who are eager to lend money that we can reach out to? Um, yes, I do know who they are. However, because this is not just a South Florida uh, meeting. Uh, the people that I know are not necessarily doing business where you are. Um, I, I would defer to the other fellows here that are in a more multi-state situation as far as lenders are concerned because they probably have a better idea than I do. That being said, I do business in a few states and I do have lenders in many states, but I think realistically that's something that should be talked about one-on-one -on -one with a person. They send me an email or telephone and I'd be more than happy to talk to them about that. But uh, again, I, I think the other two panelists probably have a lot more information on that question than I do. Well, we're, we're, eager to lend. We have programs anywhere from people with no experience to people that have done, you know, five to 10 deals. And uh, we lend in, in uh, Texas, Florida, uh, Texas, Georgia, Tennessee, and Oklahoma. So those are our locations. But if you have properties in those areas, you know, we're definitely eager to lend to, to people with all levels of experience. Just to say, uh, realestateiq.co, uh, we have a list of lenders, so you just go to our website. Uh, we are trying to curate. We actually have full-time people, uh, employees working with us, curating a really good a list of uh, lenders. So please go to realestateiq.co and, and see if we are doing a good job for you. And yeah, and thank you so much, JC, for uh, um, letting us our letting our attendees know about that. And I have posted the links in our chat box, so you can check for our website, realestateiq.co. And from there, you can, uh, you know, find the marketplace and um, find some lenders, available lenders in your area. So that is one good way that Real Estate IQ can help your business. And we have a question 
um, for, for all of our panelists. So if uh, you, JC, Bob, Wayne, and Brent can answer this question, um, what is the biggest piece of advice for, uh, that you can give for someone who are, who's just started in this business? And do you think that this is a good time uh, to start at real estate investing? I think we can start with um, you, Brent. Sure. It's always a good time. Okay. It's always a good time. Uh, it's always a good time. Uh, I get asked that all the time and literally have people that I worked with 12, 13 years ago that wanted to do real estate 12 or 13 years ago. And they're saying, Hey, do you think now's a good time? I'm like, yeah, bro. Like it, it, it always has been a good time. You just got to navigate your way through it. So I don't know, you know, my, my best advice is, is just, you know, get some education, um, get a game plan together and, and just go out and take action and be okay with failing, be okay with, be, you know, fell forward, fell wisely. You don't do dumb things, but you have to get a good base of knowledge, um, you know, read rich, rich dad, poor dad, of course, and, and things like that attend as many webinars and things like this as you can. Good gravy. Look at YouTube. I mean, stuff that, you know, we just, we didn't have access to 10 or 15 years ago. It's like all over the place. So just get some training and go out and do it. It's not that scary. Go out, take action, fail, make some mistakes, learn your way through it find your niche and just stick with it and go out and take action. You know, JC mentioned, he's like, you got to get a niche. You know, one of my mentors said, he's like, you know, when it comes to real estate, he's like, find your niche, cut it in half, cut it in your half, cut it in half, focus on that. Just like niche down, niche down, niche down. And don't worry about all this other stuff that you see going on. Just find your little niche, find your, your little, your lane. And there's plenty of money to be made uh, in little niches in, in real estate. Thank you so much, Brent. And actually, that is one of my questions as well, because I have a best friend who's in Canada that invites me to, uh, to enter the real estate business. To, to be honest, I have no idea about it. So this is one perfect question for me as well. If this is a uh, perfect timing for me to start with real estate investing. So Wayne, any comments and tips for newbies like me in the future, probably? Uh, yeah, I agree with, with Brent. It is a good time to get in the market right now. Uh, but the, the advice I would have for a newbie is, is really to know your numbers, is to really understand uh, your rehab budgets and your after repair values. I, I think too many people will depend on the person selling them the property uh, to get those numbers. And they won't, really won't have an understanding of where those numbers come from. And I think it's really important to know that. And that's where I think uh, you know, real estate IQ can help. Uh, partnering with a, with a hard money lender, uh, believe it or not, uh, particularly one who cares early on is good because we double check rehab budgets. We double check after repair values and, and we try and give our borrowers the, the, the numbers and they can make their business decision from there. But really, that's where I see a lot of beginners failing is they tend to believe the seller or some other third party as to what their rehab budget is and what their after repair value is. And, and they're not making the business decisions based on accurate data. 
Thank you so much, Wayne. So how about Bob? Any tips for our newbies, for the people who are just thinking of entering real estate right now, who's, you know, very skeptical and, you know, thinking that probably because of the pandemic, they cannot, um, you know, start a business right now. What are your tips to encourage our newbies with the real estate in investing? Well, my tips would be pretty much identical to the last two speakers. It is like it has been for the last 20 years, the best time to buy. It was last year, it was this year, it was 10 years ago, it was 15 years ago. The time to buy is when you're ready to do the work. Like we just heard, you have to understand, there's certain knowledge you have to have. You can't believe what somebody puts on the MLS, it's worth, you have to do the work, you have to understand that. Beyond that, I deal with many, many, many hard money lenders and with very, very few exceptions, every last one of them wants you to succeed as an investor. You know why? Because of the fact that when you succeed, you pay off a loan and you buy another house. And you know what happens then? You buy another and another. And all of a sudden, you've done 30 loans with the same invest, with the same hard money lender, because of the fact that he looked out for you when you were making a dumb deal where you thought it was worth X and it was worth Y. So at the end of the day, the market is always good. There are always opportunities. And yes, I agree with, with Brant. The market requires you to learn. It's not going to be but another couple of months here in Florida maybe three months, until we're going to go back to at least some in-person learning. And my advice to anybody buying is, for me, I love to go to a real estate meeting, a local real estate investor meeting, where I can sit at the bar behind the country club, and I can talk to 10 investors, 10 guys that between them, you know, who knows what they've done? Probably those 10 guys have flipped 500 houses. The knowledge base that's there and, and their willingness to share it, it's, you know, it's human nature. Nobody wants anyone to fail. We're all in competition for the same deals, the same, the same loans and that, but there's enough to go around. What you need to do is you need to, you need to get off your butt and you need to try. Because the problem is people like yourself, you say, is now a good time. Guess what? It was a good time when you thought about it five years ago or whenever. You know what you have to do? You have to pull the trigger. Is it, isn't it called the paralysis of analysis where all we do is <laughs> think about why we are going to fail as opposed to just doing it? Some of my best deals as a real estate investor, I lost money. You know what I learned? I learned what not to do. It's like when you were a kid and you went into a drawer you weren't supposed to go into. I'm older, so you know what happened when I did that? Either the drawer got slammed on my fingers and I realized I'm not going to do that again or something else happened. But the, the, at the end of the day, you know, you go out, you do your thing. And listen, if you make zero money, you buy a house, you rehab a house, you get financing, you sell a house. What's the value of that training? 
How much would you pay somebody to get all of that knowledge? And if you make two grand, guess what? You made money and you still learned $20,000, $30,000 of whom, whomever you're going to. It, it, you just have to do it. And I say this to everyone at every meeting. I said, you know, because I see a lot of first-time investors and they say, everybody wants to loan me money. Everybody wants to close a deal. And I say the same thing to them. I said, I don't really care if you buy insurance from me or not. I said, I like to talk about fishing. I like to talk about rum. And I like to talk about the Florida Keys. That's what I enjoy. Insurance is easy. Real estate at the end of the day, it's not rocket science. You know your numbers. You know your neighborhoods, you make good sound decisions, you surround yourself with people that are honorable, because at the end of the day, if they're honorable, they have your best result in their heart, because they know that your result is going to mean they're going to do better. All right. Thank you so much, Bob. And, you know, that is really inspiring. And JC, um, same question. But as an investor and as, you know, as our leader in uh, REIQ, Real Estate IQ, what are your tips for the newbies out there and our attendees from this webinar and our Facebook viewers? What are your tips? Yeah, yeah. You know, being a, a real estate, I started uh, to be a real estate investor in, uh, back in 2004. For me, it was very difficult. As I, I guess, as you know, I, I speak English as a second language. And at those moments, my accent was even heavier, and I didn't have any vocabulary. You know, my real estate vocabulary was non-existent. I, um, I've been an entrepreneur, and I was in the yellow page business. So I, I had to come to real estate and learn everything. And what I did, you know, what I did, I went to, a, a, I went to a, a real estate investment club. I went there my first day. I got so excited. I was so excited. I said, I'm going to go into real estate investment. I don't know anything. And it was this guy, and he sold me a $40,000 course. And <laughs> that's what happened, right? It was, I, I said, oh, I want to have an investor. I go there to the investment club at the first day, and I have $40,000 investment course. Next month, I go again to the investment club, and then I buy another investment course uh, for another $20,000 because I was so excited. Then I go the third month, and then there is another person selling another course, and I said, oh my goodness, I'm not gonna buy any more course. I better focus. So that's what I did. I, for the first year, I focused, I learned a lot, I keep going, I, I took those courses. It was uh, national courses, uh, so it was very good to learn kind of the general ideas. Then I partnered, or I met a lot of people, you know, in the local industry, met everybody, tried to handshake with everybody, you know, everybody talks a little bit. When everybody get to know uh, the smartest people that are smarter than me, that's the goal. If we can, if we can do that, I work with the smartest people and, um, you know, uh, ethical, ethical is the key. Uh, uh, but I think those are the, um, uh, uh, you know, to start uh, uh, as an investor. Uh, it's important, I don't know, anytime. It's, it, it doesn't matter when you need to start, you need to start, right? It's not, it's not a matter uh, of outside uh, influences, it's a, matter, it's a matter of your inside uh, uh, inner needs of what you need, what you need to do with real estate investments and what are your goals. You can start at any time, but the goal is to know, I don't know, what cycle 
is very, very different. It's very different if you're in the off cycle and the market is very hot market, different if you're at the top of the market, and it's very different if it's a downward cycle and you need to make those decisions and you need to have the principles of, 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 of real estate and understand the cycles to make decisions. If you, don't, if you make decisions outside the cycle, that's when you have problems. So I would say that that um, that's very important, but besides that, uh, start think uh, in real estate uh, is a good uh, a good decision, a good deal. You know, when I was in Yellow Page business, it was very very difficult. You know, and I was actually was in the Hispanic Yellow Page business, so I have to find clients that speak Spanish, and then I have to find clients that I wanted to market to the Spanish community. So it was even more difficult, and I didn't want to do that more in my life, I wanted to go to a marketplace that was infinite, infinite. And I found that in real estate, real estate is infinite. And real estate gets created every day. There is always the creation of real estate. You know, in, uh, in real estate IQ, we focus on that. We have larger teams to analyze data, to analyze properties. Uh, we are very, very good at it. We launch algorithms and formulas to understand these um, uh, properties. And, uh, and we find that um, that those are the, uh, the opportunities uh, to be and understand uh, the market. And um, yeah, I think that uh, it's very good. Uh, you know, get with the right people, uh, get with the right partners, don't do it alone. And the other big advice, you know, actually a little bit more about doing it. The first year, do it right. Yeah, just focus on the first year story it took me one year to do my first deal but after that I, I kept doing deals uh, so uh, for everybody it's a little bit different uh, you need to know what are your strengths and then try to partner with people with a different strengths uh, again don't do it alone do it with other people when you are doing at the beginning my first deal I actually did it with a partner uh, I don't call it that a deal but that was kind of actually my first deal I did it with a partner I put the money and I saw it how we did it we did it we have together so experience and, and doing things uh, is what um, uh, uh, we make things happen through right is doing it uh, and real estate uh, for us is, is a great opportunity um, uh, to be successful right so um, mm -hmm. I think that uh, that's my answer all right. Thank you so much, Jason. I can honestly say that, you know, as uh, in the future, I have a kid and I'm looking forward to have a good investment and what type of business and am, am I looking for? So with me attending and hosting our webinars, I am learning a lot and it inspires me to, to be with the real estate uh, business, you know, with our speakers saying that because I'm afraid it's COVID season. You know, I'm afraid to go into venture, into business, but because of your tips, Brand, Wayne, Bob, and JC, it inspires me. And I know that uh, some of our viewers in this webinar and our Facebook viewers are some newbies as well. And I know that they're inspired as well with your words. So to wrap things up um, with our webinar today, uh, my final question would be, um, what is the book that you recommend? And any last or final tips for our attendees today and for our Facebook viewers today um, about real estate investing or any types of business that they have? So probably we can start again with Brent. Um, shameless plug, Private Lender Playbook, of course. 
Um, <laughs> um, no, I'm a big Robert Kiyosaki fan. Um, maybe that's how I cut my teeth, but um, everyone's read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Uh, my, probably my favorite book of, of Robert's, um, well, The Cashflow Quadrant uh, is great. My favorite book. Now, I'll tell you, his latest book, Fake, that came out recently was pretty good. It was a pretty good read. Um, but if you haven't read Cashflow Quadrant, read that first. Cashflow Quadrant. Final answer. All right. Thank you so much, Brent. And how about you, Wayne? Uh, well, I like the book Getting to Yes. It was really on negotiations and that would help in, you know, in buying the property because you really make your money on these deals when you buy the property, uh, not when you sell them. Uh, so that's, that's one that I thought was a really good one to, to read just for life in general. And again, my final, my final advice is just, you know, know your numbers, know your numbers personally. Don't, don't take them from a third party. Thank you so much, Wayne. And how about you, Bob? Well, I'm not much of a book reader. If it doesn't have fish in it, I don't read it. So I'm not going to comment on a book because honestly, in real estate, I've, I've bought and rehabbed about 250 houses in the last 20 years that I've all, that I've swung a hammer in, every last one of them. And I didn't read any books, really. You know what I did? I, I did stupid things and I learned from it. And I did more stupid things. For me, my training was going to a real estate meeting and I go to a meeting or I go to a, a webinar and a lot of the people that are here know most of what we're saying. But I tell people, you go because if you learn one thing at each meeting that you attend, and you attend 20 in the course of a year, that's 20 new ideas or new perspectives. Now, I'm sure there's many books and the other panelists know them. I'm not going to comment because I don't. My, my knowledge is on the street. You listen, you pay attention, and you take a little bit of a lot of information from a lot of people. You process it yourself, and you can get a plan that makes sense to you. But my advice to everyone is what I said before. Get off the chair, do the work, and you're going to make the money. I guarantee it. Thank and that's so my final <laughs> Yeah, thank you so much for that wonderful advice, Bob. And to wrap things up, give us final advice, um, you know, as, as what I have said a while ago, um, as an investor side and as our leader in real estate IQ, what are your final thoughts and any book that you can recommend, JC, for our attendees for the Some Good News today? Oh, thank you so much for some reason. You know, I, um, I've been reading a lot of audibles. You know, I like audibles, very easy. Uh, read tons of audibles you know, when we drive uh, in the car uh, and we will go around. Um, but as Bob said, you know, doing things is like reading books. You know, when you talk to people, it's like reading a book. I was reading a book actually about that. That it was talking about, you know, the different ways to learn and to get information, you know, getting a, a Getting a coach, uh, you know, uh, reading the books, talking to people that they read the books. Actually, they said that it's faster 
to actually interview the experts. You learn more from interviewing the experts than from reading a book. They, they say that it's better to interview the experts. You learn faster than you move forward than reading a book. If you don't have a coach or a person, then you have to resort to the book to find your coaches and your uh, people that you need to follow, right? So um, I think that that's uh, my, um, uh, my uh, idea. And uh, you know, the book, uh, uh, Change the Cheese. I know you have seen that book. Uh, I think the name is Change the Cheese. Uh, you know, and it refers when everything changes. And right now with COVID, uh, everything changed for us and we need to restructure our ways of, of doing business in many cases in order to be successful. But I will say that that book is. All right, thank you so much, JC. And uh, my final comments and my final words for this webinar today, for those of you who are new or totally new with real estate investing or any type of business that you have in our webinar and in our Facebook page you are watching right now, I am a total newbie. I don't know anything about real estate. But because of, you know, uh, I read books, some of the experts, uh, uh, excerpts from the book, and I am just attending and hosting webinars with Real Estate IQ. And honestly, I learned a lot. You know, hearing these kinds of thoughts, these tips, these words from our experts like Brand, Wayne, Bob, and JC, I am learning a lot. And it became an interest for me to, you know, start investing. Just like what our speakers have said today, um, there's no specific time for you to start uh, investing. Every time that you thought of it is a perfect time for you to start. It only needs your motivation and your move. So again, um, those are my final words for this webinar. We thank Brand, Wayne, JC and Bob for giving us your time and allowing us to learn from your, uh, from your experience, from your, um, from your knowledge. We thank you for your time and for our attendees in our webinar for today and uh, in Facebook, our viewers from Facebook. We thank you for your time attending our webinar for today. And again, um, watch out for our next Some Good News on November 4. That is 6.30 p.m. CDT. And for you to register for our next Some Good News webinar, just go to realestateiq.co slash events so you can register for our future events. And I'll be posting the links in the chat box uh, later on. And I'll be staying in this room for like one or two minutes for you to copy and paste the links and for our event, and we strongly suggest to join our very first annual summit, everyone. So please uh, click the link on the chat box that I have posted right now so you can register for our summit. And again, Brent, Wayne, JC, Bob, we thank you so much for your time. We've learned a lot from you. Have a great day, everyone. Stay safe and happy deal finding. Bye for now. Thank you so much. Thank you, everybody. For webinar schedules, follow us at our official social media accounts or visit us at www.realestateiq.co.